What is up, everybody? It's your girl, Constance Annan, and your girl, Denise, what's good? <laughs> and you guys are now listening to and watching Constance the Podcast before we hop into today's Bible study segment. Uh, for one, if you didn't know, Wednesdays are dedicated to the Bible. Okay, here on Wednesdays, we read the Bible. So make sure you guys are following Constance the Podcast on Instagram at Constance the Pod so that you guys can keep up with our reading schedule. And if you would like to know what we'll be reading next week and the following weeks, make sure you head on over again to Constancy Podcast on Instagram at Constancy Pod. Click on the Bible study highlight and there you will see the um, list of verses that we are reading. So um, before we hop in, let's go ahead and pray. Um, Who's praying this week? You got it. Okay, so I will do the opening prayer. Benicia will do the closing prayer and uh, we can dive into the word of God. Father God, I thank you so much for waking us up today. Thank you for breathing life into us. Thank you for allowing us to come together in union to read your word. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for our families. Thank you, God, for our good health. Thank you, God, for everything that's just going on in our lives. We truly do appreciate it. Father, as we come in together to read this word, please um, bless us with the wisdom and knowledge to fully understand and to fully um, be able to interpret the word the way it is that you've intended us to do so. Uh, open our ears, hearts, and minds to fully receive this word. Father God, I thank you so much for everything you've done and everything you will do in our lives. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm so blessed to be able to serve a God as great as you. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was good. Okay. Um, okay. So this week we had just one verse, Proverbs 4, chapter... Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. <laughs> and um, the verse is really short. Uh, I will read from the, I'll read from the NIV. Nisha, if you read from the KJV after I read this verse, just because it's one verse, we can both just read the two verses. Um, so you guys can just hear what both of the versions have to say. So again, this is Proverbs four, verse 23. Um, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. All right, and the King James go like this. <laughs> it says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Okay, so um, just from that verse alone, what did, you, what did you gather? Like that verse, no context, you know, what did it mean to you? If you can remember what you thought before there was no context. <laughs> um, before there was no context, uh, I don't know, I didn't really have, like, a first impression of it, I guess. Obviously, that's the wrong term for it. But basically, what I just got from it was just, like, you know, like, the heart is the center, you know, or at least, like, the center of you as a human being. And when it was saying that everything flows from it, like, you know, it just kind of made me think back on previous verses that we went through where it was talking about, you know, like, um, how everything has intention, how your words have intention, and just kind of like how you yourself have purpose. So just to kind of, You know, like the verse was saying, like, I took it as like, kind of guard your heart, like, be careful with your heart, be, um, and also like, kind of have patience with your heart and everything like that. So yeah, that's where I got it without context. Okay. Um, so 
without I think without context that's pretty good because I feel like that's what I kind of gathered even with context but I think without context I kind of read it and I um I guess I kind of just thought like above like as far as your heart goes it kind of meant like you know the traditional or uh conventional way um we perceive hearts and having to do with love and romance and things like that um I was kind of so yeah, it just kind of meant like without context, just reading that verse alone, I was like, is it talking about like relationships, guarding your heart and making sure you're okay in that case? That honestly was not appealing to me. Like that didn't like intrigue me or like move me at all. So that's when I was like, okay, let me read all of it. And um, through reading all of it, I kind of got gathered or not that it didn't intrigue me or didn't move me, but it was just kind of like super cliche if that's what it meant, you know? And I didn't, it was just like, whatever. Like, did I need to read the Bible for this kind of type of thing? Like, what is this? You know, it was just kind of like, what is this? Like, duh, protect my heart. One of those, you know, what, you know, like, what is there more moments? So I read all of it and I kind of gathered what you gathered. And I thought that, um, yeah, the heart is the core, I guess. Through other readings that we've gone over, I am starting to uh, associate the heart with the spirit. And just, you know, realizing that, like you said, it's the core, it's the center of everything. That is where um, our actions will come from because the heart is, uh, the heart is based on intention. And I feel like that is what, you know, we're truly being judged on. That's, you know, what it is that God is looking at, not so much the action, but the heart, the spirit, the intention behind what it is that you do. So, um, yeah, I guess from all of that, so I guess I'm jumping into with context, what I gathered from it, you know, in context. And I guess I gathered that it is important to guard the heart, protect the heart, because um, the heart is the, what the, uh, I can't even think of like the right word right now. The heart is where, or what motivates you to do whatever it is that you do, I guess. And it's based on intention that will determine what it is that you do. So just making sure that the heart is in good standing. um, And yeah. Do you want to add on to it before we like start reading the whole entire chapter? No, 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 you're spot on. You're spot okay. on. So, um, all right. So like, uh, if this is your first time listening, we usually will dissect the verse that we were, that we plan to look over and then we go through the whole, you know, the whole reading because um, the chapter is equally as important to consume just. Very much. Just, yeah, just as much as the verses. Thank you. So, yeah. So, um B, I'll let you take it away. What do you, you know, we're not going to read the whole chapter for you guys, but. Yeah, because it's, well, it's Yeah, it, <laughs> it is a lot, but like, what are some of the things that kind of stuck out to you in this chapter? Um, okay, well, starting at the beginning, I kind of realized, because at first, because I mean, all right, I know that when God speaks in the Bible, it's normally written in red. So mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, this ain't him. So then I was just like, is this Jesus talking? Because because um, on verse three, it was just like, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. So I was just like, oh, this has got to be Jesus. So like when I, when I registered that it was him, it kind of like, I don't know, like it kind of started hitting a little differently because um, just like understanding Jesus's life and just his role in, you know, the whole faith and everything like that. I don't know, like it just, 
I don't know, like, it made him more human to me, if that made sense. And then, um, and then just going through it, how, um, how he addressed, like, wisdom, like, wisdom is constantly referred to as she, like, um, what is it? It was saying, like, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. Um, a crown of glory shall she sh uh, deliver to thee. And I was kind of, I always, like, pay attention to diction just because, like right. I said last time, I'm aware that everything in the Bible has purpose. Right. So, um, you know, I feel like he was purposely calling wisdom or purposely uh, correlating wisdom to like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like wondering like why, you know what I'm saying? But, um, and I really haven't come to a conclusion on that for real, but it was just more like, I can see why he would equate wisdom to femininity just because like when you look at wisdom, you know, on a basic level, like wisdom, the attributes of wisdom and the requirements of it, you know what I'm saying, are, it's patient, it's, it's kind, wisdom takes time to grow, wisdom, you know, wisdom all, uh, um, isn't like boastful neither, like wisdom is more calm and more kind of centered and just, I don't know, like wisdom and this might be a, like a bad or not that great of a term to use, but I feel like wisdom kind of coddles the human more than um, other kind of human traits do just because, you know, in the aspect of how a woman would coddle her child, like, you know, um, the mother would, you know, caress the baby and, you know, be gentle with it. And wisdom is like that, you know what I'm saying? So um, I guess I kind of appreciated it. I was like, hey, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's just that. You can hop in at any time. Okay. Um, so I started writing because I wanted you to like finish your full thoughts before I interjected and started speaking. So you started off saying that uh, you believe Proverbs was written by Jesus, but I want to correct you because I know you haven't gotten to the New Testament yet. But um, yeah, so for everyone listening and yeah, Benicia is reading like from old throughout, like from old to new. And I started with new and so I'm reading backwards. Well, I, I went from new and now I'm in old. Anyways, um, first point is when it's in red in the King James Version or whatever version you're reading, if it's in red, Jesus said it, not God. Just so you know. From what I am familiar with, uh, yeah, I, think, I believe if it's in red, Jesus is speaking. But that's when he's speaking to like, disciples or whatever anytime jesus is speaking it's right anyways so we're in proverbs right now and i googled it because i didn't know who proverbs was written by but i knew it wasn't written by jesus because jesus isn't introduced until the new testament and so since we're still in the old testament it had to be somebody else before proverbs psalm uh david wrote psalm so before proverbs was david so i was curious did david write proverbs as well i was just super curious and so i googled it i didn't know but proverbs was actually written by king solomon so um i didn't do too much research into that because I want to get to that story whenever I get to that story. But anyways, it was written by King Solomon. Just wanted to add that. Um, so before I jump into everything else that you were saying, do you think that your mind, like, does that change the perception of what you read, knowing that it wasn't written by Jesus and that it was written by King Solomon? Um, yeah, for, yeah, 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 for sure. Because 
one, I don't really know who King Solomon is. So I can't really like relate to Relate, him. yeah. And I guess not that much, but it just, it doesn't like shift my perspective. If anything, it kind of just, you know, Mm-hmm. it's just kind of like in background information that was definitely needed like I wish I would have researched that I think King Solomon right okay I knew it King Solomon so he was king when I was he all right let me not speak on that I'm not sure if he was king when David was before David or not but I do know King Solomon has a history of praying in the Bible for wisdom Okay, there's a case in the Bible where like Solomon prays for wisdom. He's granted the wisdom. God's like, because you ask for wisdom above, above all else things, I will give you wisdom. And he helped people within the kingdom, nation, whatever, solve issues based on wisdom. Like there was a, there's a very popular story where King Solomon, like two women come to King Solomon. One, they both claim that one baby is theirs. King Solomon is like, all right, let's go ahead and cut the baby in half. Um, the true mom is like, no, just give her the baby. The other one's like, cut her in half, cut the baby in half, we'll take both. So obviously the real mom is the one that wants the baby to live fully rather than taking two halves. So that's just, anyways, um, he has a history of praying for wisdom. And so um, I guess that makes sense why wisdom was talked about in this reading. You know, he's speaking from his experience, right? Um, so you had mentioned that wisdom was meant, was referred to as a woman, like it, it were, they were using the pronoun she for wisdom throughout this whole um text and that stuck out to me as well and so i actually didn't think about it but as you were speaking i think uh it's spoken or i think it's being referred to as um the she pronoun or with the she pronoun because when you think of women i think like women are perceived to be precious delicate and something to take care of you know um especially in these times specifically like women weren't working women were not assuming high positions of uh, power and role like they were just known to be the <clears throat> stay home take care of the kids bear kids type of thing and so it's important mm-hmm. to you know i guess just care for women and so i the analogy um being used here is that women i guess are equally as or excuse me wisdom is equally as precious as women are um it's as delicate and it's equally as something to take care of so that definitely stuck out to me as well um, and another thing that stuck out to me was verse seven. Again, I'm reading from the, uh, NIV new internet. What does the NIV stand for? New international version. Yeah. yeah. So I'm reading from that version and verse seven says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom though. It costs all you have get understanding. Um, though it costs all you have. I thought that stuck out to me. Like, um, like what, like, why is it so costly to obtain wisdom? when all you can do is ask for it. And I don't like not ask for it, you know, ask God for it. And I don't, I never got to a conclusion on why it would be everything. It would be so costly. I guess it's, I guess that shows how important it is, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I think it would be like costly in the sense of like, like self-sacrifice because with wisdom, you know, I feel like wisdom goes along with the whole being slow to speak, being fast to listen and everything like that. And that takes a lot. And, you know, not being fast to anger and everything like, so, and maybe self-sacrifice was the wrong term to use, but like, essentially, you know what I'm saying? It's going to cost you to give up your, like your old self, like your old ideologies and everything like that. 
you know, which to me is a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. basically, I have to give up my one version of thinking that I've been holding on to my whole entire life right. and shifting it completely and walking into wisdom and everything like that. I feel like that's what, at least that's how I took it when it said it was going to be costly. Because I, I, it definitely kind of like, you know, I had to pause on it for a second. Right. Like, cost. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I really, cause you know, like if someone, for example, like if someone's like being mean to you or just like, you know, getting you into a situation where you feel like you're about to come up out your skin or something mm-hmm. like that, that takes an extreme amount of discipline, extreme amount of, and in order to get that discipline, you got to put time in yourself right. and, you know, gain that self-knowledge and everything like that. I think that's how, you know, as far as cost. I think that's what it's going. Okay. I also, as I, as I like complete that verse, it says, and the reason I was looking down is because I was looking at my phone, just so you know, so I wasn't like not listening to you, but um, it says, so to complete that, though it costs all you have, get understanding. And so when I was reading this, I guess I kind of began to equate the word uh, wisdom to the word of God, um, the way it was being delivered to me as well. So I guess like, understanding the word of God will, what am I trying to say? I guess it's not going to be an easy journey to understand all of it. Or, you know, as we discussed last week, there's levels to it. You know, you, you, you know, you may understand that like, okay, I need faith, but beyond faith, you need patience beyond patience. You need X, Y, and Z, you know? So I think um, it's, uh, it's just going to be a long journey, I guess is what I'm gathering from this. This is what I'm coming to realize now. Um, But if we look at the word wisdom as the word of God, when you continue to read verses eight through nine, cherish her and she will exalt you, embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. When you keep the word of God with you, when you you know value it and you um, just it, uh, obey it, you know it will do all these things for you. And it's not that you should want these things, but just knowing that like good will come from carrying this with you because throughout this whole text, Solomon is telling you like, don't forget, like cherish this, keep this with you, you know, don't neglect this word. Yeah. Um, now he also is saying, cause I think you had brought this up, which is why you had thought it was Jesus. Listen, my sons to a father's, this is verse one. Listen, my sons to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. Um, I think my sons, I think the Bible just always, groups both women and female under the gender man yeah like a man yeah so I think sons might be um everybody listen up and I think when he speaks of the father I think he's speaking about God yeah yeah I think makes sense makes sense it Um, definitely that first that first verse um in the in the NIV version with the listen my sons to a father's instructions I don't know like it immediately like I was like you know like (laughs) it was good it was good um I think let me try to think I had highlighted some places in here okay uh so verse 13 hold on to instruction do not let it go guard it well for it for it is your life I'm assuming instruction is obedience and again I think uh wisdom here is really being uh used synonymously with uh the word of god and so i think that um this is just a reminder to like remain obedient because 
this is your life. Like this is obedience is what will get you through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it, go ahead. No, you got it. Okay. Uh, I think in life it's like, I think in this text also, when it talks about life, it's talking about our eternal life after the flesh more so than our like current life now, I think. Um, how did I come to that conclusion? I don't know. I just, I was reading it this morning and I was just like, I think this is talking about, like, I just felt like every time it made a reference to life, it meant um, our afterlife because there was a point in this text somewhere where it literally specifically says flesh as yeah, opposed yeah. to life. Um, and so that is what allowed me to make the slight distinction because as you said earlier, I mean, the Bible is super intentional. It was written in a way that needed to be written. And so I don't want to, disregard and not pay too much attention to the wording that was used in the text you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know um I I have like a bunch of things highlighted do you want to add anything like is there any other verses that stuck out to you um yeah in verse 12 where it was like um I'm reading the KG KJV versions mm-hmm. um when it was like when thou goest thy steps shall not be straightened and when you runnest thou shalt not stumble Mm -hmm. um that was i don't know if anything that was just very comforting to know that when i take this past this path of wisdom when i'm allowing the word of god to guide my life like i'm never going to you know be like led astray or Mm -hmm. be left alone you know what i'm saying like i'm every step that I take essentially will be the right step. Right. I just have to take it and believe in it. And Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully said. That was really good. Cause I didn't even think about, I didn't even highlight that one. That, that was really good. I'm going to highlight it now, actually. I like that. As you speak about that, one thing I also noticed was like verse 16. Um, for they cannot rest. So this is talking about like, 14 through 17 is talking about don't follow the ways of the wicked people, right? And so as you talk about how like easy or seemingly easy life will be as you follow the word of God and how everything will be guided and directed, when you look at this, these verses, it paints the way of the wicked or the way that is not the word of God as such a, just, uh, yeah, tumultuous and just like confused, like you just never know. I mean, it says in 16, for they cannot rest until they do evil. I think KJV says, for they cannot sleep. And let me go to KJV. Yes, for they, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Like just stay right there. That is so like, for, like they are literally working nonstop until they, like they cannot rest until they commit evil. Like that's just, beyond the fact of just committing evil, the fact that you cannot rest, like there is no solemn, there's no peace, you know, until you do bad things. And obviously peace does not come from bad things. It's just the ongoing cycle of bad, you know, behavior, bad happenings going on. And it's just like, I think this really paint, I mean, obviously I don't want to follow the way of the wicked, but I'm just saying it, this clearly paints the, uh, what am I trying to say? The dynamic between the two, like following the word of God will take you down a path that is so guided following not like not following the word of god is going to take you down this path where you really just can't even you you can't there's no peace there's no peace yeah Yeah. and i thought that that was just like a great way to paint that for anybody that's like on the border of even for myself just like remembering that like following the word of god just like you said my steps will always be guided and i will not fall um so that 
really stuck out to me. I mean, it even says in 19, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Like they're following and don't even know why. So much confusion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that, uh, that hit me. And not to say that I feel like I'm wicked, but I'm, I'm understanding that I'm a sinner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's no getting around that anymore. And it was just kind of like, um, it made me reflect on times where I decided to go my own way and was always, fall, you know, bumping into obstacles and always doing just things was never working out. And I would always be sitting there like, why, why? And, you know, like how it was saying, you know, not being at peace and all that other right. stuff. Like there was, there was definitely a point uh, of time in my life where I was definitely not at peace and was, you know, always stumbling and never had any understanding as to why. But then, you know, one thing I really appreciate you for was that night at college where you was like, I'm about to talk about God. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? And I stayed and I listened and it was from, you know, it was from then where I felt like my stumblings have purpose. And I realized I wasn't stumbling. It was Mm -hmm. him redirecting me. Right. Trying to, shift my focus you know what I'm saying and like I became more appreciative of those moments instead of like um like getting in such a depressed state about Mm -hmm. it Mm because I know that is a habit that I have (laughs) and um and yeah so like verse 19 it was just if anything it was kind of like a like a bomb went off like oh right I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, 16 or let me say 14 through 19 definitely um, stuck out to me. Heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, in 18, it was just so simply like I just, when you look at verse 18, it says, but the path of the just is as shining is as the shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Like life is just so simple when you follow the word of God. If not simple, just so like clearly lit and easy. Yeah, to follow, yeah, yeah. You know, lacking in confusion. And then when it comes to not following the word of God, which is, you know, the wicked way, I shouldn't even do quotations. That's just what the Bible says, wicked way. Um, yeah, that is when it's just like, there's just so much going on that you can't even, you just are so lost and confused. And I guess now I'm also understanding why I've heard people say from time to time, and I don't know if this is a verse in the Bible, actually, but I've heard people say from time to time, um, confusion does not come from God. And it's like, I understand now. Because like, when you're following God, there is no sense of like, he's directing everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When you run, if you're not going to stumble, like. Exactly. Exactly. That was good. That was good. Um. Okay, here's verse 22. I had said that, like, this is, it made a reference to the flesh, which is what made me feel like um, it was talking about the afterlife in one and then flesh being, like, actual flesh, which is this life. Um, so it's before the verse that we were supposed to read today. Verse 22, for they are, let me read 21 so you guys have the whole, okay, I'll read 20. Mm-hmm. My son, I'll read from 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my savings, saying, sorry, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Verse 22, for they are like, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. I think when you follow the word of God, um, not only does it bring you life in the afterlife, which is what I think it talks about before it mentions the flesh, it'll also take care of you in the, in the flesh because you'll be guided, you know, you'll know what to do. And like this life won't seem so purposeless, you know? Yeah. So it stuck out to me. Nothing major. I just like, that was just something that I wanted to touch on because it was right before 23, verse 23. Um, 
Was there anything else that you, I have one more verse that I have highlighted. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, verse 26, give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. This just goes back to being intentional. Um, Fun fact, my name Constance actually means steadfast, to be steadfast. So that really stuck out to me. And um, it's just like just being, you know, just being sure of yourself, being sure and aware of what you're doing and just having intention. And um, yeah, just be careful of the direction you go in and uh, I guess follow the word of God and you will, you will um, have that wisdom to know what to do and to know where to go. Ooh. And all of this, all of this just goes back into verse 23 for sure so let's go bring it let's bring it back to 23 cap it off for us <laughs> okay okay verse 23 on the kjv states to um keep that heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life and i mean yeah like i feel like everything that was written before this verse and even after the verse really does sum up what that one verse actually means or not actually means but like adds to its meaning mm-hmm. or whatever like that and just and like how you know how I was saying when I had first just read that verse on its own and was getting the idea of like the heart being the center and everything like that after I went and read the whole entire chapter I was kind of like oh <laughs> The disrespect. (laughs) 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 They don't say I'm tired. Right. (laughs) But um after when I read after I read everything and then went back and looked at the verse, it was just kind of like, you know, like solidifying my initial thoughts with meaning, you know, like to really, you know to just really guard the heart. Like the heart really is, like you were saying, the motivating factor, the commander of everything. So it's just kind of like, you know, you can't be open to wisdom if your heart is closed off. And you you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, it's just a lot. Like, you know, emphasis on the heart for sure. For sure. sure. So, um, yeah, I think the past couple of readings that we've gone over have really just made an emphasis on the importance of wisdom. I think this is the first time that I'm truly understanding what it, what wisdom is, and literally it's just the word of God, and, you know, uh, understanding that and following it, being obedient, and um, I, I, I don't know what else to add to that. That's literally it. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's, uh, these past few readings have really um, shown me the importance of wisdom. And this one really did a good job of painting why wisdom is important and how to care for wisdom, you know, or it, yeah, it really touched on the importance of it, I'll say. Um, And I think this, I really like that it did um, compare wisdom or use the pronoun she for wisdom, because it really just shows the, and this is not to say women are delicate, but you know, that's the stereotype. That's how you know, uh, women are believed to be. And so I just like that it painted it in that way that you should value and care for wisdom in that sense. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something to care for and guard. And although this is talking about guarding your heart, um, I think 
having that wisdom will also help protect your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because once you gain that knowledge, you'll know when your boundaries are crossed or when things aren't right. You'll be more open to listening to your uh, female intuition and all that stuff. Right, (laughs) right. For sure. So I guess that's that's how it relates to women. So, Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like women are like, I know we love to be like, I'm strong, I'm woman, hear me roar. But it's just kind of like, girl, like, and I don't know, this might be super far left (laughs) off topic, but because it made me think about gender roles and about how like as a society and more specifically as women, we've been so like progressive in our thought and we've been trying to dismantle gender roles but like if anything like my readings in the bible and just my observations of life (laughs) have i don't know kind of led me to believe that there's an importance in gender roles like it's not to minimize Mm -hmm. one sex over the other and anything like that if anything having those roles like i don't know magnifies the other genders you know value and everything like that because at the end of the day women we are delicate we are gentle we are you know what I'm saying even though you know you can be a construction worker and still be delicate like and just delicate in the sense of your mind yeah and how you're processing life and how you're and how you're like experiencing life at that time you know what I'm saying like women are emotional creatures we move like how men move in logic we move in emotion so it's just kind of like which is the reason why we are delicate mm-hmm. like because emotion emotion like has a has a, a strong amount of power to it and if it's not wielded properly it's just you know what i'm saying you're just going to be like all over the place yeah. and, just, and you know not understanding that and i feel like the only way to really gain understanding of your i don't know and this might be me reaching, but like in order to like gain understanding of your of your purpose as a woman or whatever like that is wisdom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because think about it with like how households are set up. Like, yeah, dad goes out and brings the bacon and mom cooks it. But mom is really the head of the household. She raises the children. She right. takes care of the children and the and the, the, the husband. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Women are trusted with finances, you know, like granted you know back then you know in the 50s or whatever you know we move out of biblical times but in the 50s you know what I'm saying women were not women did not have access to the finances in that sense but in in even in that same breath women were balancing checkbooks you know what I'm saying like no I feel you I do also want to add that like um it's okay like for women I think a lot of us are or I just I don't know I guess sometimes even myself, I just don't like to be perceived as weak or delicate, you know? And I think that this uh, this reading in comparing wisdom to, or calling wisdom a woman and, you know, talking about how delicate or how precious it is and how it should be cherished kind of just comes to show like as a woman, even being seen, seen as delicate is a good thing. And it can be a good thing because delicate things and delicacies are precious and precious things need to be kept and need to be kept well, need to be upheld and upheld well. So um, that is what I got from this. And 
Um, even going back to guarding your heart, like it's okay to be delicate and it's okay to care about like each, how you're talking about emotions. And I know that this heart wasn't really about your actual heart. It's just, you know, being, what can I say? Just be okay with being delicate and guarding that delicacy. And when your heart is a part of you, like I said earlier, I think the heart is the spirit and that is who you are. And it's okay to just okay to be precious. Yes. Not weak, but delicate, you know, like it's okay to be it, that. It, you don't have to be, go ahead. Like, I don't know, like, because I, I struggle too with the whole, you know, weak perception because I'm a woman and everything like that. But if anything with, with this passage and other passages, like wisdom is not easy to obtain. Wisdom is, even though it's delicate, it's still hard. Like it's still, if anything, having wisdom makes you that much more stronger, that much more powerful. So to equate wisdom to femininity, just kind of, you know, like just leads me to believe like, this whole idea of like women being weak is just completely false because you know in our delicacy that's what makes us strong right because being delicate doesn't mean that you are you know you can easily be broken down necessarily if anything that like you were saying like you protect things that are delicate right you revere things you cherish things more when they're delicate and you know like and I feel like we're just not aware to the to the true strength that delicacy, delicacy has. has. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why it's so good that this chapter paints wisdom as a woman and talks about how you should care for wisdom because that's the same way uh, it perceives that women should be cared for as well or women are already being cared for as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this just, low-key, this, this exalts a woman, low-key. Loki, this reading does in a poetic sense if you want to read it in that in that way, you know? I mean, it, it exalts wisdom, and obviously the attention here is wisdom, but the comparison of wisdom to women is indicative of how women, how the author of this text perceives women and how it perceives women should be treated. And so I think this is a good, um, this is just a good read for women. Yes. Yeah. So that's all I have about this reading. I don't think I have anything else to add. Yeah, same. I'm... I'm done. Okay. Um, We are going to close out today's episode. Last week, I challenged everybody to list 10 things. Um, I got a little emotional last go around. So I kind of want to hold off on, well, we're going to, we're going to do our 10 things, but we're going to do off camera just in case I do start crying again. I didn't already talk to y'all about my crying issue on like past, past, past episodes. If you've been rocking with Constancy Podcast from the jump, then you already know. But um, yeah, I don't want to cry on camera. Just go around. So we're going to do our 10 things off camera. If you're listening, make sure you go ahead and make a list of your 10 things that you were grateful for that have happened today, that have happened yesterday, that have happened in the past week since we last caught up with you guys. Um, yeah, just make sure you do that. Uh, Benicia, go ahead and close out with a prayer for us. Please, thank okay, you. Okay, okay. Bow your heads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Thank you, Lord, for bringing Constance and I together today to discuss the Bible and to dissect it. And, you know, I thank you for opening our minds and our hearts and allowing us to navigate through this passage to really kind of get to, I guess, the core of, you know, what it was. (laughs) And um, 
I thank you for waking us both up, for breathing life into us today, and I pray that those that tune into this episode today, or any point in time, um, you know, can receive your words, and I pray that our, what we gathered from this helps them in whatever kind of ways that they need it, and, um, and yeah, thank you, Lord. And amen. Amen. Um, if you are, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I never know how to end it. I really- <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, uh, amen. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that was good. Uh, if you're still watching, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever podcast streaming platform you like to use, make sure you download Constancy Podcast, leave a review and a rating at the end of today's show. Um, share this with your friends share this with your family. Um, and if you would like to be a part of a Bible study segment, feel free to DM me on Constance B Podcast Instagram at Constance B Pod. And um, oh, lastly, I did upload, like I created a new um, YouTube channel to host all of the Constance B Podcast content on. So it is no longer on the Black Mocha YouTube channel. It is just on, like I created a new channel called Constance B Podcast. So now you can literally just search Constance B Podcast and you will find, um, constantly podcast content um well yeah the old the old stuff is still on the black mocha channel but everything from here on out will be hosted on constantly podcast um channel so make sure you guys subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and that is all i have for you guys anything you like to add benicia um thanks for having me girl uh by the way guys i have a podcast as well it's called mm-hmm. the morning after you can go on instagram and follow it at the underscore morning after show and um i will be dropping an episode tomorrow on youtube on instagram i'm also setting up you know uh the little podcast streaming platform situation too so that'll be readily available for all of y'all tomorrow and i will be doing season two review of girlfriends it's going to be good, y'all. But um, I'm also open to um, any suggestions as far as, like, what TV show or what movie y'all want me to review. It does not have to just be Black, because I understand that we don't just watch Black stuff only. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, check it out. Follow it. Make sure you guys check out the morning after show. Make sure you guys are following the morning after show on Instagram at underscore the morning after. Make sure you are following Benicio on Instagram at Benice, B-E-N-E-A-S-E. And um, lastly, remember that Fridays are dedicated to um, me giving you guys advice. So if you need advice, make sure you click the link in Constancy Podcast Instagram bio at Constancy Pod. Click on the Dear Constance Advice column tab and leave a submission. All submissions are anonymous. And that concludes today's show. All right. Peace.